On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we preview Kansas taking on Texas Tech senior night and a chance to clinch at least a share of the Big 12 title. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well. Rock Chalk Sports Talk Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence, your flagship station in Lawrence. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also find us and subscribe to us on YouTube. And on today's edition of Locked on Jayhawks, we're going to be previewing Kansas's final home game of the 2022-23 season. It'll be senior night, taking on the Texas Tech Red Raiders and a chance to clinch at least the share of the Big 12 title against Tech. But first, this episode of Locked On Jayhawks is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Kansas takes on Texas Tech and uh, coming into this one, the top storylines will start right with KU trying to clinch at least a share of the Big 12 title. So if KU wins this game, they're guaranteed at least with Texas for the Big 12 championship in the regular season, which, you know, a couple weeks ago, it's not that KU was completely out of it, but wasn't a favorable spot for KU being down two games to Texas, but then they beat Texas in Lawrence and from there stayed within one game or got tied and now moving in front here. So KU can clinch at least a share of it by beating Texas Tech. If KU beats Texas Tech and Texas then later loses at TCU on Wednesday, which, you know, that's kind of a coin flip game, then at that point, Kansas would have clinched the Big 12 outright. Or Kansas could just beat Texas in the finale and then they would clinch it outright regardless of the what happens in in kind of these other games. But the easiest path here, just clinch it uh, a share of it so that you're kind of playing with house money in the Texas game, and then that game can maybe more be about, you know, just uh, possible Big 12 tournament seeding or possible NCAA tournament seeding. Like, can you get the number one overall seed? That game would become more of that than it would having to worry, oh, no, do you have to win in Austin against a good Texas team? So wrap it up against Texas Tech. That is the uh, top storyline here. The number two storyline is a individual storyline. Dewan Harris's injury status. Is he going to play much? Is he going to play 100%? Is he going to be the same guy who he's been the last few weeks where he's been this assist machine that is getting you know zero or one turnovers every game? Is he going to be able to be as aggressive, getting into the teeth of defense and scoring? How is the injury going to affect him, both in terms of will he play, will he play fully, will he play 100% of what we're used to? That is a huge storyline, not just for this game in terms of how it could impact against Texas Tech, but in terms of how it could impact the rest of the season for KU if this is more of a long-term injury or something that is going to linger into the Big 12 tournament possibly next week. Now, you do wonder, back to the, the first scenario, if KU beats Texas Tech and then Texas were to lose at TCU and Kansas were to go into the Texas game with the Big 12 wrapped up in terms of winning it outright, you wonder if Dewan Harris would just rest up that game or they would rest like a Kevin McCuller or if they would go all hands on deck into that game. I don't know. That'll be something that we'll have to talk about with Bill Self later this week. Uh, the next top storyline is KU trying to, to keep pace with Houston and Alabama. I think right now it's 
mostly down to those three teams for getting the number one overall seed. And for Kansas, it's you probably got to jump Houston to get the Midwest. Now, do you want to play in Kansas City? Does it matter? Does it not? I don't know. You can decide that for yourself. Um, but I think if you want to get that number one overall seed, and hypothetically, you want to get as high of a seed as possible. It just looks cool, and, and typically that might set up for an easier bracket. I know you don't totally know how that's going to work out till you get to Selection Sunday, but um, you know it's always cool to root for something and to be the best. And uh, KU trying to either stay at, because we don't know. I mean, they were the four seed when the fourth one seed when the early selection committee came out. Now, since then, Purdue's lost a couple times. You've had some good wins. Are you the third overall one seed? Are you the second? Are you the first? I don't don't know but either way you are clearly at least on par with those other two and you might be ahead of them so trying to kind of keep that pace going just by winning another home game which this would i believe be a quad two win against texas tech would uh, certainly be important the next storyline can jalen wilson get back going again we're nearing the end of the regular season he might be hitting a little bit of a wall here he's averaging about 12 points per game over the last six games for kansas now they need to get him going again as we get closer to the ncaa tournament as we get closer to the big 12 tournament for Kansas to be at their peak, I mean, everybody needs to be playing well for Kansas, but certainly it would help if your best player is doing just that. So he's still contributing, having in games where, you know, maybe he'll have a bunch of rebounds or make some big plays late, but you want it to get all back together to where it was of the that we've seen be an American candidate for KU down the stretch here. Uh, the next storyline is senior night for Jalen Wilson. He's going to be celebrating senior night. He technically is a senior academically. This is his fourth year, but he's actually like a fourth-year sophomore, I want to say, because his first year he came in, took a medical red shirt. I think it was like a broken foot or something like that. His second year was the COVID year, his redshirt freshman year. Last year was his redshirt sophomore year, though technically his third-year freshman year. So this is his fourth year as being a sophomore technically, even though he's a senior. But the the expectation all along, when he came back from the NBA draft process this past year, was that he was going to come back for one final season and then be off to the NBA. And because he's had as good of a season as you could imagine, he shot the three ball a lot better, which was one of the big question marks for him in his NBA draft prospect. Like, I don't think he'll be a first round pick. Now, maybe if he leads KU to a title and goes off along the way, maybe that gets him in to kind of the, the, 20s range in the first round but most likely he'll be like a an early to mid second round pick um he's probably gone after this year and i think this further signals it that he'll be doing a senior day speech when again that was kind of the plan all along kevin mcculler also will be doing a senior day speech kevin could technically come back for next year but again the plan for him was hey i'm going to transfer um i'm going to be a you know academic senior and I, too, am a guy who could be a, a draft pick in the NBA, but he had to deal with some injuries during the uh, draft competitions going up, leading up into kind of the draft cycle. So he decided to come back. He said, you know, Jalen Wilson's going to come back for one more year of school. He's a good friend of mine. I'm going to transfer over there. I'll spend the one last year with him. It was the same for him. The intention was I'm coming back for one specific year at this school that I'm going to go to. And, you know, you see him popping up in like early to mid second round as well. Uh, NBA teams certainly desire wings, especially if they can be versatile defenders. That's Kevin McCuller. So uh, both these guys, I just expected them to be gone. I've expected that the entire season. And boom, there we go. Like that's kind of a signaling to it that both will be giving senior day speeches. But uh, yeah, Cam Martin will not. That means he'll be, I'm assuming, probably taking a medical red shirt. And then whether that means he comes back or transfers else, elsewhere, I guess we'll uh, wait and see. 
I think some of the the walk-ons might be seniors. Like I think Michael Jankovic is senior, so I guess that means that he'll be using an extra season for KU. Um, but yeah, senior night for KU where they just never lose on senior night. That is certainly a storyline headed into this game. And then the last storyline I have here is a Texas Tech storyline. They're playing for their tournament life. Right now on the outside looking in on the bubble, they probably need to split one of two this week and then win at least your Big 12 play-in game next week and probably a Big 12 quarterfinal game. If you do that, that might be enough to get over the hump. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be headed into the bubble. But with as good as Big 12 is, maybe they have a better shot than that. Uh, certainly a win for them in Lawrence would put them on the right side of the bubble. So they're kind of playing for their tournament life coming into this game. All right, we're going to get on to our uh, Texas Tech scouting report, what happened in the first game in just a second here. But first, this episode of Locked on Jayhawks is brought to you by Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories? then you got a built bar. And if you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, that's perfect because built bar, healthy is actually tasty. What makes built bar so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like peanut butter brownie and coconut almond. I'm not sure how built does it, but the bars do taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing macros. They're only 130 calories. They have four grams of sugar, that's it, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. You can still order online, if that's easiest for you. Order at Built.com with your Built Bars. Or you can go by, get them in person. Go to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. You can go to the Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs head to your closest sam's club you can get a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro or again you can order online still at built.com you can thank me later with built bar kansas takes on texas tech on set or on uh tuesday night excuse me getting ahead of myself with the texas game on saturday uh pregame will start at 6 30 tip off at eight o'clock on klwn in lawrence what happened in the first meeting well kansas won a close game 75 72 at texas tech it was a fun offensive game which you're not used to seeing in some of those ku tech matchups uh for ku they shot 51 percent on twos they went 11 of 24 good for 46 percent on threes they only shot four free throws all game long they went two of four that was a game that they were letting both teams play very very physically tech fans were very unhappy with the finish to the game with the way the whistle was going uh kansas ended up with 11 offensive rebounds to just seven for texas tech and uh, KU had 22 assists to 12 turnovers. That's a really good mark against a aggressive Tech defense. Um, for Texas Tech, they ended up, you know, not shooting a ton of free throws either. But they shot three times as many as KU. They went 10 of 12 at the line. They went 47% on twos, almost 48% on threes. They were 10 of 21, and they had a uh, 15 turnover game to 10 assists individually for KU. Jalen Wilson had 16 points, six rebounds. Dewan Harris had 18 points. That was the game he went off from three. He went five of five. Uh, Grady Dick uh, struggled from three, was good from two, but he had 11 points, eight rebounds, three big offensive rebounds. KJ Adams had 14 points. Kevin McCuller really struggled offensively in that game. Bobby Pettiford was really good, though, off the bench. Seven points, three of six from the field. He hit a three. He had four rebounds and six assists. So you're looking for uh, something similar there. Ernest Uday did not play in that first game. It was uh, Cam Martin. And Zuby Edgefer, your two bench bigs off the bench. For Texas Tech, Kevin O'Banner was awesome. He had 26 points, 8 of 14 from the floor, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks. 
Uh, Pop Isaacs could not miss. He had 25 points. He went four of nine from three, including some really deep ones. And then Jalen Tyson had 10 points. He hit a couple big threes. He had nine rebounds. Outside of that, the rest of the team struggled. Um, Harmon went just one of five. Daniel Bacho had just six points. Um, they, at that point in the season, did not have Fardaz Amick back, uh, who's certainly been a, a quality player for them and, and quality center. So those are all things to uh, kind of keep note of from the first game. But that was so far into the season. It was the beginning of Big 12 play. It was just the second game. And that was the second loss for Tech on the way to, to starting 0-8 in Big 12 play. Since then, they've won five of their last eight games, and they have won four of their last five. They just lost um, to TCU at home by a point on Saturday. That would have given them five straight wins if they won it, but just falling a little bit short there. But they've really figured things out, and they've become a much better team now. Like You look at Ken Palm, they're ranked 51st. At the start of Big 12 play when they can't played Kansas, they were ranked 31st. I think they're closer to being a top 35, top 40 team now uh, than being 51st when you just look at what they're doing on the season. And when you look at where they rank in the Big 12, it's not going to be good because of the fact that they had the, those slow starts to the season. They're eighth on offense, they're ninth on defense, which that's the one that uh, is very, very surprising there. The thing they've done well offensively, they've been a really good offensive rebounding team in Big 12 play. Um, but they haven't really done anything else well defensively. They defended the three-point line well. They have uh, done a good job of avoiding giving up free throws, but again, they've kind of struggled in both regards. When you look at them overall on the season, they're a team that rebounds the ball well offensively. They get to the foul line, and they shoot twos at a pretty pretty reasonable rate. Uh, defensively, they're a team that forces a lot of turnovers. They get a lot of steals, and they're... Um, have not been a very good defensive rebounding team. So those are some of the things to keep an eye on. But again, over these last four or five games, they've been a much better team on really both ends of the floor that has gotten them back into possible NCAA tournament discussion. As far as the lineup they throw out there, Pop Isaacs, he's had to deal with injuries throughout Big 12 play, but he's back now. He's uh, kind of uh, the backcourt mate with Davion Harmon, who both can hit really tough shots for them at different times. Jalen Tyson is, is kind of a, a knockdown three-point shooter who can – uh, be a good, sizable wing on the outside. And then Kevin O'Banner is a just stud stretch foreman for them. They play Fardos Amick um, at the five, uh, mostly. I think Bacho's been injured lately, but um, Amick has has really taken over that five spot regardless. So everything's good there. You'll see some like K.J. Allen, a little bit of Kerwin Walton, like maybe some Demorian Williams or Lamar Washington off the bench for this team. But for the most part, Isaacs, Harmon, Tyson, O'Banner, and Amick are, are playing a, a lion's share of their minutes uh, for that starting five and, and certainly make things difficult for you um, overall. Okay, we're going to finish up here with our matchups of the game and what to look out for for Kansas on that end. You're listening to Locked on Jayhawks. Don't forget to subscribe to our show if you haven't already on YouTube. Give us a good review if you could. Tomorrow's episode will be uh, recapping whatever happens in the KU Texas Tech game, and maybe we'll be talking about Kansas earning another share of a Big 12 title. Because uh, Bill Self lost to TCU at home this year, the number went back up. Bill Self has 17 home losses at KU. He has 16 Big 12 titles, so he's got to get the Big 12 title here to, to even that that stat back up that is one of the most ridiculous stats in, in college basketball history. Uh, matchups of the game, though. KU defending the three-point line. And if you want to be specific, like defending Pop Isaacs, I guess. But this also probably applies for Jalen Tyson and Davion Harmon, just in general. And I guess O'Banner hits threes, too. So defending the three-point line is of pivotal importance. 
Um, Tech has a lot of guys who can do it. They can spread the floor. And when you look at the best games Tech has had, it's when they've shot well from three. That's the case for a lot of teams, but it's been very finicky for the Red Raiders this year. So Texas Tech is 11-3 and on the season when they shoot 38% or better from three-point range. They are 9-1 and on the season when they shoot 40% or better from three. And yes, funny enough, the one loss when they shot over 40% from three was the home game against Kansas when they shot almost 48% from three. Um, so, you know, if, if they accomplish it, this that doesn't guarantee that they're going to win, but they almost did beat you. And, you know, if things late in the game don't go your way, maybe they, they do end up beating you. So uh, certainly guarding the three-point line is important. Now, on the flip side, to show you, when they shoot under 38% from three, they are just five and 10 on this season. So there's a very big difference. Five and 10 versus 11 and three with that number of 38% on three-point shots this season. You have to be able to defend the three-point line. I wonder how KU will defend this. Will it be we're going to stick Kevin McCuller on, I don't know, maybe even, uh, maybe they they would be interested in putting him on Kevin O'Banner and putting Jalen Wilson on like Jalen Tyson or, you know, and, and maybe putting Dewan Harris on, just sticking them on Pop Isaacs. I do think this is a game they're probably going to switch more, though, based on the personnel. That's kind of my expectation. We'll see. And again, part of it depend, depends on well, what is the health status of Dewan Harris. So that'll certainly be interesting in this one. Also, KU at the rim versus Amick at Tech. Um, so Tech is 4-10 and 10 on the season when teams shoot 50% or better from two-point range. They are 12 and three when they hold teams under 50% from two point range. So, again, that's a very big difference. Four and 10 versus 12 and three. And if we just look at Big 12 games, because some of those games could be in the non con when they're playing and, you know, could be opponents and it um, makes it easier one way or another, like both to hold the team under 50% and both to, if you do give up above 50% because you're playing a crummy opponent, it'll be easier to, to find a way to win. But if we just look at Big 12 play, when Tech has limited their opponents under 50% on two-point shots, Tech is 4-3. and three. Doesn't sound like a great record, but for a team who is 5-11 and 11 in conference play, that means that when teams are shooting 50% or higher from two, Tech is 1-8. and eight. So when they limit you under 50% from two, it's more of a coin flip game for them. When you shoot above 50%, they're pretty much losing all the games. You have to be able to find easy twos. You have to be able to make easy twos. We've seen some games this year where KU has blown a lot of bunnies. We've seen games where they haven't been able to finish at the rim. You have to be able to finish at the rim. You have to finish strong because Tech is a physical, tough team. They're going to make you finish strong. If you can, you should be okay. As far as player matchups, though, I mean, I, I'd love to say Dewan Harris versus one of their guards, but again, with the injuries, you don't totally know. Um, I think Jalen Wilson versus Kevin O'Banner has to be the one. Jalen... Probably your front runner to win Big 12 Player of the Year, even though he's, you know, the last six games have been a bit more of a struggle. Just the overall body of work and with Kansas, um, a win away from at least clinching a share of the league will get him there. And him trying to kind of bounce back combined against Kevin O'Banner, who had that unbelievable game the first time at and just is a really good player in his own right. That's a really tough matchup, really good matchup for both players, and it's a really fun one to have them kind of go back and forth at each other. Uh, we'll see what O'Banner ends up on, whether he's like all Big 12 first team, second team. I'm guessing it'll be second team, but if Tech was better, he'd probably be an all Big 12 first team performer. I don't know. Um, so 
that'll be a great individual matchup. Outside of that, the only other matchup I have is Kevin McCuller versus Tech. Like I said, he McCuller struggled offensively in the first game with Tech. He also got into foul trouble. It was a very emotional game, I'm sure, for him, and the Tech fans were letting him hear it. Well, now you get it in Lawrence, so you don't have to worry about the Tech fans kind of razzing you, but you do still wonder what are the emotion levels going to be playing against your former team once again. Are you going to be calm, cool, and collected? Are you going to play an even better game because you're going to be extra motivated? How does that affect Kevin McCuller into this game will certainly be uh, another fun matchup headed into this one. All right, that's going to do it, though, for this recap. Whatever happens in that KU-Texas Tech game on tomorrow's edition of the show, you can hit me up at D Johnson Radio. If you have any questions, anything you want the show to talk about, you can find us wherever you get any of your podcasts, and you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. And hit the like button. Give us a good review if you possibly could. You can also catch me on Rock Trips later today. Till then, bye.